is happening, fellow fantasy GMs. I am JJ Wang. He is the bearded one, DJ Dove. And with our powers combined, we are the Fantasy Couriers. So, JJ Wang, have you recovered from your Super Bowl? We're probably better off than those Chiefs guys in the parade from what I'm seeing on videos afterwards. Travis Kelsey didn't know where he was. Yeah, man. So I guess they're just following the footsteps of Tom Brady after he won the Super Bowl. It's just, I mean, why not? I mean, this this is what you get paid to do, and you win at the highest level. I mean, it's kind of a disappointment. Not a fan to see in the Chiefs win, but obviously the best team, I guess. I think we're going to have to get sick of this over the next little while because, I mean, unless someone can solve Mahomes, he, he's like the the – the old contract Konami code going on, like without the running, but he just, it's inside his head. It just seems like you, you give him an inch, dude. He's going to take that mile. So congratulations to the chiefs. I mean, you were the closest of us this year on get, you got to got, you got your team to the super bowl, which is more than I get. I forget. Who, do you remember who your AFC team was? Oh, it was Pittsburgh. I was Pittsburgh. Oh, hey, that's mine was the Vikings in the NFC. So I had Vikings, Ravens, Ravens, we thought, but then, you know, what's it going to go? So everybody, we are into the off season. If you're listening to us now, it is dynasty season. We are going to spend the next couple of weeks focusing on JJ Wang Q&A, and then we're going to hit some rookies, and then we're going to get into uh, free agency, which should be exciting. Then we're going to get into the draft. My daughter said, Dad, what in the world do you talk about? Football's over. I said, no. Football is never over, honey. Football is always going on. It's a year-long process. Just get used to it. Accept it. That's how we. That's how we live, and and that's why we get to do this every week and have fun talking. Yeah, I mean, when you're playing dynasty, I mean, it gives you a reason to talk football all year. And for people like us, it's kind of really the only thing we talk about football and wrestling is really the only thing I can I really know. So I get to talk about it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, The Rock's coming back, so it's WrestleMania season, so it should be an exciting bunch of weeks. I'm sure we'll have lots of stuff popping in where we drop one-liners there about that going into um, to April. But yeah, so it, it's Dynasty season. If you're falling upon us by just pure dumb luck, dude, join a Dynasty League. That That's it, it makes you feel like you're building something for us. I mean, most we got a jillion dynasty teams, but it's, you know, you're building, you grow as opposed to, hey, I luckily drafted, or I, the first week I picked up Kyron Williams just because he was there and I pushed, I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> like, Rich, I was like, I still don't know who Kyron Williams is. I was like, hey, that's, um, you just got lucky that your dynasty guys were on there for you and you had the good, you, you like the Eagles and they're really good for dynasty. So, congratulations. I mean, yeah. you're a champion. Um, but I mean, his team dares. So sometimes you can get there without knowing some of the other guys because you don't, you can't have every player on your team. So, JJ Wang, I'm gonna throw the ball to you. You are the expert this week, and I don't know what's coming. This is I'm kind of excited for this. It's AFC AFC questions this week, right? Yeah, just I just caught some questions going into the all season as the season ended, trying to like transition from now until you know the beginning of the season, just to kind of like figure out how much of a difference. Um, time makes as far as their value goes. But my question, I want to start off with the first question to you is I know since it's Dynasty, we're able to make moves, you know, as soon as the season's over, as soon as leagues transitions. But are you interested in making moves or are you trying to let it like, are you, are you more of like a wait and see type of guy? Maybe make like small moves that really don't do much or not much of an interest. Or are you out there trying to make a blockbuster deal? 
You know, it's, it's, I'm in a different kind of phase than I've been in the past. In the past couple of years, I've always made a lot of moves. Right now, I'm working on one with a guy trying to figure out if I want to make the move or not. And it's, it, this is like tweaking moments because there's some moves at this next month. You've got to think as you're looking at moves, is this guy going to be affected by free agency? Is his team locked? Is his position locked in? Because last year, I was like, dude, I, I I gave a second round pick for Kenneth Gainwell thinking he was going to be the super scat back for the Eagles. Oops, next thing you know, it's draft day and there's Swift. So that trade ended up being a pile of poo. But then again, you could trade for, say, T. Higgins. His value could go through the roof if he signs somewhere else. Whereas, like, he's, he still got high value because he's a great receiver. But values can fluctuate in the next month. So I, I think it depends where you are. And if you're trying to acquire draft picks, which it depends. Those are, like, gold right now. So if you can draft picks, you could sell for a lot of stuff to get pieces. Or good luck buying them. you got to give away the ranch. Yeah, that's kind of how I'm feeling. So, like, my, the, my first question that I have for you, right, just kind of along the lines of the, the Kenny Gainwell argument that you had, is I'm looking at Khalil Shakir. Um, so, right now, he's kind of ranked as, like, the 61st wide receiver, right? So, that's way, way down there, getting pretty much third round or second round or whatever you're willing to pay. This is the kind of move I'm trying to make, someone that came along at the end of the season, way more involved in the second half of the season than the first. Still not, I mean, he's still not great. He didn't have um, your top 12 performances, but he showed flashes. And with Stefan Diggs being, I'm not saying unhappy, but kind of like in that in-between spot, a little older, and Gabe Davis, who just completely disappears, Shakir should be on your radar trying to acquire him cheap now, or should you just wait because you know they're probably going want to add receiver depth at some point oh Shakir's a guy i would get i mean you're not giving a first rounder for Shakir. if i can he's a guy like after you said that that was a name that came to my mind i'm like why have i, I haven't been i've been kind of lazy recently on looking into trade usually about this time is when i start looking at things but he's 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 the type of player i'm looking for you're looking for the potential guy like but Shakir, if you watched him towards the end you could see that alan was looking his way a little more um and i mean he was he didn't have over he only had over five targets twice you know and then he started out slow but he, he, towards the end of the year you saw josh allen looking his way this the the week 17 game which he had to win in miami he crushed a six for 105 uh, but that's a trust getting there and then stefan diggs oof, that's 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 what's going to drive up shakir's price a little more but I think if Diggs signs somewhere or gets traded in free agency or leading up, his ceiling, I mean, he's going to go through the roof unless they sign like a T. Higgins. So it's it's risk-reward. Like, I think he's going to – I don't think he's going to be a wide receiver one. But he, could he be a top 20 receiver in that offense? I, be, I really believe so. I like what I saw out of him. Did not see that coming. So, yeah. All right. I'm on board, man. And, by the way, happy yeah. birthday, Khalil Shakir. His birthday was February 3rd. Good answer. I like, I like where you're going with that. All right. My next one, go over to the NFC North. I'm going to talk Baltimore here. Uh, Baltimore, they've always been known for to be a running team. Um, they've been trying to add receivers here lately. They got solid tight ends. Speaking of the running game, you got J.K. Dobbins, I believe, is a free agent. Gus Edwards is a free agent. There's a couple of high-end free agent running backs that are out there. So I want you to rank these running backs if they were to come into Baltimore, okay? okay. So let's say we got Saquon Barkley. We got Josh Jacobs, and we got Derrick Henry. Um, Barkley's 
Right now, it's like around that number nine, ten running back. Um, Jacobs is that thirteen to fifteen range, and then Derrick Henry, of course, being older, you know, he's still a top thirty, but barely hanging on. Um, so rank those quarterbacks. How how excited would you feel as far as dynasty goes with those three coming in? Man, I almost, I, I think your orders where I, where I should answer uh, with Barkley, Jacobs, and Henry. But there's something that just feels so good about putting Derrick Henry in that offense. Like I think Saquon is the most rounded of the three, but it's like he gets hit sideways and he'll probably be hurt. Josh Jacobs did the prove it thing there, but he still has that Josh Jacobs stank, which is undeserved. But there's something about Derrick Henry in that offense. He because he can catch. That's often missed. And I, I've always, I've said on here and I've said everywhere else that I just think there's three years in there. Baltimore doesn't need two running backs because they already got an RB one in Lamar. They already, but I mean, conventional wisdom would say Barkley, Jacobs, to Henry. But I think I'm going to go Jacob. I'm sorry, I'm going to go Henry because that would give them the bruiser to keep Lamar from getting pelted, and Saquon and just injury fears, and then Josh Jacobs because. I don't know. <laughs> I, got, I got no reasoning. I, I think Baltimore fans would be happy with any of those, but they're all on the wrong side of where you want them to be. So I, I think they'd be foolish to sign any of them. I think they draft. Yeah, I like Henry there. I kind of, re- I kind of like think Henry of like, oh, not like, but Henry is a high end Gus Edwards, right? And Gus Edwards yeah, flourished thought. in that offense. So if you just bring a better Gus Edwards, you think the sky's the limit because. Lamar Jackson has never really been a dump-off quarterback. And Jacobs and Barkley, you know, they feed off, you know, getting catches as well. But I think I think Henry Barkley Jacobs is the way to go there. I like that. Um, let's move over to the uh, – let's go to the Super Bowl champions. I wasn't really going to talk about them, but this doesn't involve Pat Mahomes at all. I don't ever really want to talk about him ever again. I'm going to stick with Travis Kelsey and Rasheed Rice. They're both on opposite ends of, the, ends of their career. Um, of course, Travis Kelsey still, you know, top-tier tight end. Um, 34, 35. Rasheed Rice came on at the second half of the season, became more of a reliable wide receiver too. So what are the chances that Ray Rice – oh, Ray Rice. Oh, Rasheed Rice, Rice – Very high. <laughs> Rasheed Rice outscores Travis Kelsey next year in fantasy. Yeah. I want to say – Yeah, I, I think it, it – in PPR, he's with the targets. I'm sitting, I was pulling up as you're saying that. I was looking with that target share. Good grief! He's unless Kelsey. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull Kelsey up in a second. But Rashi Rice, I was in the playoffs. Twelve targets, and he had four in Buffalo, but he had nine and then eight in the Super Bowl. With that kind of target share, that's what you're looking for out of a receiver. So if he's getting those targets, eventually those targets are going to continue to get where Kelsey gets all of his power, which is in the touchdowns. So, I mean, Rasheed Rice was getting the touchdowns. And, I mean, but what am I saying? Kelsey's 10-6-11-10 in the playoffs. They're, uh, you're going to flip a coin, whichever guy you pick's wrong is the way life works. It's how I've lived. But I think if nothing else, the chances are about – I'm going to go 46% for next year because I still love Travis Kelsey, and he's still he, – he proved in the playoffs that all that stuff we were saying about Kelsey might not be true. I mean, the dude 
had 30, 32 targets, 355, and three touchdowns in the, in the NFL playoffs against top-tier teams. Maybe he's not dead like we thought he might have been as he slowed down into the year. Maybe they were conserving him or not focusing on him to get Rice some targets. Yes. So if if they're if conserving him now, they're only going to conserve him in the future. And conserving doesn't really help us fantasy players, correct? We don't want you to conserve. So I'm thinking Rasheed Rice kind of takes over that offensive role and Travis Kelsey becomes like a high insecurity blanket whenever Mahomes needs him. You know he's going to be there, and Rasheed Rice is kind of that breakout star for next year. I mean, I could, I could see them easily in non-tight end premium being within yeah. 30 points of each other. Okay, that makes sense. All right, let's go to the um, – AFC South. Let's go to Jacksonville. Uh, two people that we're not high on, but I mean, they're still very fantasy relevant. That's Travis Etienne. He's right around that RB 8 to 10. That's kind of where he's at. And then we got Trevor Lawrence, who's around that 10 to 12 QB range. Who finishes higher in their respective rankings? Trevor Lawrence as a QB or Travis Etienne as a running back? You know, it's ironic. The trade that I'm working through right now involves Trevor Lawrence. Involves trading away <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. Um, running backs are so volatile that Travis Etienne, he's 25 years old, so he's going on the downside of a running back range. And he died. He died at the end of the year. And Trevor Lawrence somehow ended up being a top 12 quarterback, even though we thought there was the stank going on for him. I mean, Etienne did have the one good game, but otherwise, top 12, you're throwing in Aaron Rodgers to Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, a lot of them sitting 13. I still have faith in Trevor Lawrence. Gosh, I don't like this question, dude. I should have asked those <laughs> questions before. Oh, I'm going to go ETN because that's assuming he stays healthy, knowing that t six guys in front of him are going to get hurt. Trevor Lawrence, I think about 12, 10, 12 is his ceiling with all those other quarterbacks in the way he showed that he's inconsistent is probably the best way, right? Yeah, I mean, I can I can agree with that. Of course, we want Trevor Lawrence to take that step, or we want Trevor Lawrence to be the answer to this question, but... It just hasn't worked out that way with new quarter, new quarterbacks coming in, um, injured quarterbacks coming back. I mean, can only say it's going to value Trevor Lawrence. I mean, to fall a little bit. I think ETN is probably remains at like that um, running back ten, and that's kind of where he stays. Um, so yeah, I'd probably say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, both of these guys finishing like they are now it wouldn't surprise me. But I think ETN probably finishes maybe a spot or two. So let's stay right there in the, um, in the AFC South. Let's go to the Titans. It's the biggest question or the the player with the highest impact maybe on this team right now or the most value is Tajay Spears. Your Derrick Henry gone being a free agent. Spears looks to be the guy that's going to take over the running back. Um, he looked good in spots last year. You can catch the ball. Um, he doesn't have an ACL, so we'll, <laughs> we'll, see how that, we'll see how that works out with his knees. But he looks good. Um, so right now they got him as like running running back 12, maybe up to 10 in some spots. Being that he is with the Titans, the Titans aren't great. Would you be keeping Spears as running back 12 or you, would you be trying to capitalize on a, a RB1 and try to trade him away knowing that Tennessee is not going to be very good? 
ironically, the other day I was looking at Hassan Haskins, wondering if he would be a sneaky pickup to take him, pair him with Spears, and let Spears thrive as the scat back and Haskins get pounded, if that would be a healthy thing. Because if that happens, doesn't that make Spears more valuable? Um, he still had 4.5 per carry, so that's still pretty good, but he had 52 It's kind of... It's kind of like the Tony Pollard role, right? He was yeah. more effective when he had another banger in there. He could come in, you know, do, you know, a different type of running back instead of getting that full workload. I mean, I think running backs have proven that they can still excel on crappy teams. I mean, look at Steven oh, Jackson. Absolutely. Steven Jackson for a decade was on the terrible Rams teams. Got to play, what, one playoff game with the Patriots or something like that. Um, but I think I would, if you got him, I don't think you're going to get a first-round pick for him. If someone gives you a, a high first-rounder, yeah, trade him away. But he's a running back, and running backs are so hard that I don't know if I'd do that. I mean, he's, he's going to get the ball. Even if he doesn't get all the carries, 52 catches, that's his rookie year with Derrick Henry still getting catches. So, I mean, he had 70 targets. Yeah, so over 100 with, with this year's rookie class coming in, it's not – the running backs aren't super mm -hmm. high right now. So, I mean, if you're coming into this season and you want to get a running back in the draft, but you know there's not very many good ones, and you've got a lower-end first-round pick, why not send that first-round pick to the Tajay Spears owner you know, to see if it is possible to get a running back with, with that upside if, you, if you're looking for running backs? You ask about that trading thing, and I think my I would not do that yet until I see where the draft hashes out because I'm I'm a believer in dynasty draft best player available even if I need a running back. So if I need a running back and I'm at pick two, even if I need the a running back desperately, I'm still taking Marvin Harrison Jr. or one of the receivers in, or one of the quarterbacks oh, in Superflex. Regardless, I'll take I'll have seven great receivers and then play Russian roulette with running backs. So it would still be tough to like if i have 12 yeah i'd probably do I'd, I'd think about it but then if i look at it, i'm like oh dude well if i'm looking at the top 12 and it's super flex there's six quarterbacks and then it's like the receivers that marvin harris and the kid out of lsu you know there's enough people what pan what pans out there because i'm the super bowl champ i might have it so yeah i just talked myself back into it didn't i <laughs> You're a man. yeah I, I think it's it's hard because I'm a BPA drafter in in Dynasty, but Tajay Spears, yeah, I'd give that away. But I don't have any first round picks because I trade them away. I think yeah. players are more valuable than rookies because you don't know unless you're at like even at one or two. I mean, people yeah. drafted Anthony Richardson and they're drafting first again. <laughs> so yeah, well, yeah, don't, that's because he got hurt. But yeah. Anthony Richardson played okay. We'll, we'll we'll get to Anthony Richardson at some at some point in the future. So let's go to the um. Let's go back to the uh, AFC West here. Let's stick with your favorite player. Let's go with Justin Herbert. I know how much of a fan you are of Justin Herbert. So he's currently ranked as like the number six QB. Um, with the influx of young rookies coming in, um, him having a down year, we still don't know where that team is going to be. Um, they're kind of in a transition. All their older players are kind of phasing out, trying to bring in new ones. Is Justin Herbert – still battling for that top five position or is he more of just a top 10 quarterback who's he throwing is is, is joshua palmer his number one wide receiver like are they bringing back Keen? like I, I don't i don't know off the top of my head right now 
I was thinking Mike Williams, I believe, is a free. I could be wrong. But I, believe so. I believe so. And then Keenan's towards the end, they can cut and save money. So, I mean, Joshua Palmer, when he played, looks pretty good. So, are they going to do that and then move? Like, I think he's a year or two away from being back in that discussion. Is he top 10, maybe top eight based on pure talent? Yes. I think he could easily go there. I, the top five, that's when you're getting in with the running quarterbacks. To be honest, the running quarterbacks are some quarterback that throws for Tom Brady like 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. So I think without the running, I don't think he challenges it. I think he's still a guy you'd want as your quarterback for your NFL team. But fantasy, he's still top eights. I mean, he's still quarterback one, I, I believe. Oh, he's yeah. still quarterback one. But just as easily, if Joshua Palmer is his only receiver and Eckler stinks still, he could be a quarterback 18 <laughs> by the end of the year. All right, so, so speaking of receivers, um, this will kind of combine we'll, – I'll combine this – bring in the Cincinnati Bengals. We was talking about T. Higgins. So T. Higgins is currently ranked as like the top – you know, top 15 wide receiver in that 14, 15, 16 range. Of course, he is the number two right in there with Cincinnati because of Jamar Chase. Um, so let's say Higgins goes to a team like the Chargers who are in need of a wide receiver. Does T. Higgins vault up into that top 10 – or does he just stay the or does he just stay in that top fifteen spot? You know, as you're saying that, I knew where the question was going, and there's almost two answers to this question. The guy that goes if you look at the receivers that have generally jumped to a new team, with the exception of like Tyreek, who just went <laughs> most of those receivers when they get when they get that that deal to be that wide receiver one, that first year, if not longer, they never really hit that that boom that you're expecting. Like if you say T Higgins is going Justin Herbert, if you have T Higgins, sell him for the ranch. If you want T Higgins, go get him. That's why I was like, I'm on both of but, but if, because that receiver, think Calvin Ridley that I thought this year was going to be spectacular. He was flashing the plan. He was there. He's hit or miss. And he's probably gonna be a free agent and going somewhere, you know, that he wasn't that great going in. So T Higgins, I, I don't think, He's going to be put in the top 10, top 12. He goes there, yeah, they're going to put him there. But I would temper expectations because history suggests that we're going to be let down once again because we've all jumped on that that train before and then been like, oh, crap, that guy was supposed to be good. Uh, like Alan Robinson. Yeah, but I mean, but Higgins, no, but I mean, even with when Jamar Chase is out of the offense, T. Higgins looks – to be the guy there in Cincinnati, but of course he can't be. So, I mean, I feel like going to a quarterback and a team like to start just bringing in Jim Harbaugh. So that's another, how much are they actually going to throw the ball? Jim Harbaugh yeah, likes Jim Harbaugh likes throwing, but it's just wherever he goes sure. to. Yeah. I think he probably, I think he fits in that top 12, that top 12 area. So let's go to your favorite, your favorite team. We'll talk about the Dolphins since we're talking ASC here. I'm with, I think the biggest um, Mark, there with the Dolphins is at running back. We got Raheem Mostert, probably not coming back. I'm not sure he might. Kind of older. He's contracted. Him. So the so we got so um so the big name there is of course Devin Achan. Uh, we all know what he did last year. He had the huge beginning of the season, got injured. When he came back, started off a little slow. Um, then he ended he ended the season better than um than those couple games where he was after after he was hurt. Um. So they currently have A-Chain as a top six running back in Dynasty. I mean, I think that sounds kind of crazy, but with a guy that's averaging seven yards a carry, 
Um, no, which no one's ever really done on, I think it was on like so many hundred and some carries. So nobody's ever really averaged that many yards. And with him being a smaller running back, but still the threat, you know, the Dolphins are going to bring in another running back to share the workload. Should we be valuing HN as a top six dynasty value at running back? Or is that really high? That's really high. You know, I'm I'm the biggest HN lover. Like it's going to be HN and Mostert's going to be there next year because he's he's uh, he's the close combat for him. He's Fred Jackson 2.0. He didn't get yeah. the wear and tear. He didn't get it. And so he, Mostert, he, if you got him in fantasy and, you, and people are thinking he's old, get him now. He's got it at least this year, if not this and next year. Then he's going to fall off a cliff because he's just he's he's 31, right? I believe. Um, but HN, he's that's that Tony Pollard syndrome we're talking about. I think if if they try to run him between the tackles, sure, he's got a 203-yard game, 101-yard game, 151 yards, and then he crawled, eclipsed 73 yards once the rest of the season. He ran six times for nine yards in the playoffs. He came back, you know, they didn't give him the things because they're like, dude, yes, we finally realized you weigh 32 pounds. You know, what is he? He is um, 5'9", 188, so he's not made for that. But if you put him in that – role as a receiver like we were talking about earlier with sharp and and you go to the alvin Kamara, and you have that bruiser that takes the beating i mean getting derrick henry on the cheap would be the greatest thing they would ever sign and be like we love Mostert, but you're not going to because there's no cheap but yeah. so would you be trying to same question as spirit would you be trying to trade 18 while his value is so high knowing that you, he's probably not going to reach that level or are you willing to just keep A-Chan and just have those boomer bust days? It's a running back. For me to trade away a running back, I think is hard. You know, I think yep. trading four is where the risk is with him. Like, you don't know. Like, I had him this year. I was like, this is great. And then hurt, 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 inactive pound. You know what I mean? From week seven to week 11, he didn't play. He played one play in week 10. So you had all those weeks of nothing. After coming off of, your team is going to blow up five touchdowns in three weeks, you know, you're, oh, I'm sorry, seven touchdowns in three weeks. You're like, this is, this, I'm going to roll this league. And all of a sudden I don't have this guy until the end of the year. And he was, he was not great. He had the one game when he came back. And other than that, he just looked fast. So he wasn't fantasy yeah. relevant. So I love the dudes, you know that, but the reward is high. The risk is probably twice as high. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, guess we're all hoping he can be like the um, was it Chris Johnson? I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what we're hoping for. That's, because that's Chris that's Johnson the, was a good comp. Chris Chris Johnson was a little smaller and super fast, but he had I think he had that two thousand yard season where he just absolutely killed it. Um, that's what we're, that's what we're hoping for. But I mean, they don't that kind of player doesn't come around very often. Well, uh, um, let's go to yeah, let's go to Pittsburgh. Uh, we got George Pickens. Right around that covering at the wide receiver two, and then we got uh, Deontay Johnson you know, hovering around wide receiver three territory. He's like that 35 30, it's a low end wide receiver three. So, are you more interested in Johnson at that price or more interested in Pickens as the wide receiver two? Ugh. Um, I, I gotta go Johnson because I don't know what Pittsburgh holds. I mean, they just they just cut they just cut Trubisky cuz he's too expensive so like Rudolph is there Pickett and they're looking I'm hearing drafting of quarterbacks you're going to have a rookie quarterback with these two guys I don't want to pay up for a guy who is going to have a rookie quarterback you 
you now I'm pretty sure Mason Rudolph will not be there. I think he's out there looking for trying to get a little extra money, trying to capitalize on how he ended the season, which is good for him. He needs to go somewhere else. He's never going to be the guy in Pittsburgh. He doesn't always want to be that back. He wants to battle. Um, then there's there's Kenny Pickett. I'm they've obviously said they they want to bring in some competition. That, I mean, so if they even if they bring in a quarterback that has you know a history that's able to throw the ball it might be it might open things up for pickings to go down the field uh but like i said it just depends on what kind of quarterback they bring in i say if they brought in like a justin fields i think deontay johnson would be more valuable but if they did bring in someone like a kirk cousin like a kirk cousins i think george pickens would be a little more valuable that was my exact thought if cousins signs there my answer totally changes and I could see Pickens moving way up because that's, you know, Pickens isn't Jefferson, but they, they're, I, I could see a similar kind of connection with him because um, Deontay Johnson would be Thielen, you know, Thielen and Jefferson there. That's what you would have with those two guys. And they'll, they both could do well because Cousins is, you know, he's our quiet Mendoza line. He's, he's, he's a guy that you want on your team. Like it's a, yeah, I would totally go that route. I got a side note for you. Yeah. I know you're devastated. Um, but just everybody, so you know, if you're trying to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo this offseason, he does have a two-game suspension for using performance-enhancing drugs to be as good as he was this year. <laughs> I thought about you the moment that came up on my, my threads. I was going to bring it up, and I'd forgotten about it at the opening. But Jimmy G, two-game suspension, so don't draft him too early this year or at all. Don't draft him ever. He's gone awful. He's terrible. <laughs> I mean, of course, of course, he's Jimmy Garoppolo. He's a capable quarterback. He'll end up, whether it's on the Raiders, he'll end up with some team. You know, he's going to get an opportunity with some team because he always seems all quarterbacks seem like they get an opportunity. All right, this is the last one I've got. This is one of my favorite players in all the NFL. We'll go with Michael Pittman. Oh. So he had a pretty solid year last year. I mean, he was. He ended up, I think it was right around the top 12 area. Um, that was with a Gardner Minshew as his quarterback. Gardner Minshew will not be, hopefully, will not be his quarterback next year. We'll have Anthony Richardson back. And when Anthony Richardson was playing those first three games, Michael Pittman was averaging like 20 points a game. I mean, and it was, I didn't think that was possible, but <clears throat> I think maybe Anthony Richardson unlocked something in Michael Pittman that other quarterbacks can't. So looking he's right now as wide receiver 14. Are you looking for Pittman to make that jump into the wide receiver 10 if Anthony Richardson is healthy all year? I I could say without Anthony Richardson, uh, he could still be it. Like he's we've always liked the talent of Pittman and he just didn't take that that plunge. That jump, I guess, is probably the better one. He plunged a little more, but last year he really, I mean, he got over 109 receptions. Like in the middle of the season with Gardner, he was still killing it. So he's proving he's getting to that point where he might be quarterback proof. I would take Pittman over T. Higgins. And T. Oh, Higgins, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Even if T. Higgins signs with Justin Herbert, I would take Pittman getting Richardson. And you know, my thoughts on Richardson aren't great. I would take Pittman over Richardson. Um, well, side note, I think I've seen some, I want to say, I might be crazy, but Gardner maybe to Pittsburgh. Um, but anyway, but Pittman, yeah, I, I would, he, if he plays like he did last year and he can get like more than four touchdowns, could ease top 10, top eight tops. Could, could he be our bold prediction as a team this year? 
Michael Pittman top five receiver, depending upon what that team looks like by August? He's, I mean, it is possible with Anthony Richardson. Yeah, with with Anthony Richardson's ability to run the ball, it kind of sucks the defense up a little bit, you know, leaves more for those over-the-top um, passes that Michael Pittman is really good at. I mean, he's a tall receiver. He can body people out and, you know, especially those fades in the end zone. Hopefully, you know, Anthony Richardson can, can unlock that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So that was our AFC questions. Next week we'll do the NFC questions. Um, I, I don't know. I just came up with this idea that I've been thinking a lot about coming up with all these answers. I was like, let me just ask all these to Adam and see how that works out. I think it worked out pretty good. Um, you got any closing closing thoughts? Ah, my closing thoughts are enjoy the off season. Don't overthink it. Don't do anything stupid. A lot of people get too trade happy. And I think we've both seen a couple friends, Scott, who just wreck their team because they just want to trade. So enjoy trading. Because if you're doing dynasty and you're not trading, you're just giving somebody your money or you've got the best team in the league and you're playing with a bunch of monkeys. So make make trades be active. Because if not, dynasties just redraft where you don't do anything. That, that, that's why I like it. I think it's because there is interaction throughout the year. We're, not, we're talking even. Even if you're just having conversations, you might not trade. You might do one trade. But have those conversations because it gives us something to talk about. You know, that's – be active. Absolutely. That was actually, that was actually going to be my words of wisdom. So you said it way better than I did. So I'll just finish it out with this. Don't trade – just to trade. I mean, trade with a purpose. So as always, trust yourself and trust the process.